This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. I'm a mess. Um, such a wreck. Hey Geekscapists, with Valentine's Day around the corner, we've decided to hook you up. Geekscape has partnered with the video dating app Filter Off to bring you a free and fun video speed dating event on Saturday, February 13th. To take part, all you've got to do is download the Filter Off dating app to your smartphone. Find the Geekscape event in RSVP with the code GEEKSLOVE2. That's T-O-O, because we do love to. You don't have to wait until Valentine's to use the app either. It's fun and free, and Matt Kelly has already racked up a ton of dates on it. So, what have you got to lose? Download Filter Off, and we'll see you on February 13th. Geekscape forever. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, and this is the part of the show that I have to like slow down because when I'm editing the show, the minimal editing that I do, uh, this is the part that I say really fast, and I end up like throwing everything together uh, into like one long mumbled word. So if you ever think that I'm not from Texas, this part of the show is proof that I am from Texas because I say things like, Hmm, let me see if I I gotta get like really fast. I gotta get like quick silver to do this. Let's see if I can do this. Okay. 
Hey, Geekscapers, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and this is Geekscape, your favorite geek. I don't know what I say. What do I say? I say, I know that this is where I have trouble right here, the Geekscape. So let me tell you where I have trouble. Movies, video games, and comics. It turns into middle. So, Geekscapists, I'm really working 15 years into podcasting. It's never too late. I'm working on accentuating a little bit and clearly talking to my audience. Who'd have thought? It's almost like I care about being a broadcaster. Uh, Geekscapists, I hope that you care about coming back and listening to this show. We've got a great one for you. If this is your first Geekscape, we talk pop culture. Uh, there's one right there. I said pop culture. Uh, we talk pop culture, movies, video games, comics, and all that stuff. And my guests today are the crew from our one of our brand newest shows on the Geekscape network. Brand newest. That's called Bingetown TV. They talk all about binge TV. And since we're all sitting here in quarantine, uh, trapped in our homes... We've been binging a ton of stuff. Uh, if it's The Boys or Mandalorian or the new WandaVision show, we're going to be talking about all that stuff. We're going to try and save spoilers till the end. I really just want you all to meet the Bingetown TV crew because they're awesome and they know TV. And they can do a deep dive on TV a lot better than I can in my cursory let's talk video games, movies, comics, and all the other stuff. Uh, you know, Geekscape. It's like a mile wide and like an inch deep. So this is like our... Uh, big umbrella show and then on the network we have about 13 14 shows now that are deeper cuts so if you want a mainline tv if you're like give me some of that tv talk Town tv is the place to go um let's start talking real quick about um you and yourselves uh bolt t says this is my intro to binge tv well yeah binge town tv uh and uh let's see matt kelly says these guys seem like experts i should hire them for my podcast hmm Oh, I think he's talking about the ad that he made where he self-proclaimed himself as the manager of content on the Geekscape Network or something. Uh, he said, I'm Matt Kelly, host of the Horror Movie Night podcast slash Geekscape manager, content manager or something. And like, I was like, you know what? The only thing slash about you is when you go deep dive on that slash fiction you're reading all night. Okay, pal? Like, don't, don't be slashing around here. Maybe Freddy Krueger is the closest you get to, to slashing, Matt. Don't, be, don't, don't, don't start pruning your feathers here on my show, pal. Because, uh, I don't know, we love you. Uh, in all honesty, uh, Matt's awesome. And if you want him to help you with this podcast, like, go for it. Uh, he does ask, though, Matt, do we do have a question for you, Matt. Do you do private sessions? That's from Seth Spanis in Texas. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Matt does do private sessions. Uh, oh, yeah, there's Bolt T. Thank you. He's, Matt is the head of content at the, uh, at the Geekscape Network. You'd think he'd be better at making it. Uh, okay, with Derek who's the head of the website, it says, I've been listening to enough fast-speaking Texans and Friday Night Lights lately that he can finally understand me. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're binging Friday Night Lights. You can now hear uh, the way I talk. I'm from Austin, where they shoot Friday Night Lights. So a lot of those characters, if they're, if they're, uh, if they're, if they're like really good actors, they will slur like I do. Um, also, I've been hit by shovels a lot, so that's why I talk like that. Um, awesome. What else we got? Okay. Um, we got a good show. We're going to be talking a lot of TV and, uh, maybe we'll be going into other places. Maybe we'll talk some video games and movies, but if you're a TV fan, that's what we got. Uh, my friend Katie's here to help me out with this because we got a lot of guests. The Bingetown kids, they roll deep. Okay. Katie. Hi. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good, man. It's been a crazy couple of months. <laughs> I'm wearing bees right now. So, we're at that point of a Monday. I'm wearing bees. I got bees on me. I got bees yeah. right here. I got 
be they're not even pockets, but they look like they should be pockets. Uh, Katie, yeah. the thing. Uh, okay, audio listeners. Yes, um, Katie, audio Katie's listen. wearing a shirt that has bees all over it. Um, I'm just glad you're not covered in murder hornets. 2020 really dropped the ball <laughs> on that. Remember murder hornets, like. Yeah, it was part of like the deluge of of so many different things that it was just like, oh yeah, I completely forgot that murder hornets were a thing for a minute because the world was ending every single day. And we never months. got our murder hornets. We, I mean, someone got murder hornets <laughs> because they got the name murder hornets. So rest in peace, murder hornet vi victims. It's gonna be our next little uh, charity work that we're gonna do. Is just I guess it's insensitive, but this is what I would have done. Listen, this is why this is why they should have made me in charge. Okay, Katie, I'm gonna tell you my strategic plan for uh, all this. I would have to save the budget, right? We got. I mean, we. I mean, with people in. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be stimulus packages and things like that. We might go into like trillions and trillions of dollars more in debt to Yay! get out of this. But Katie, listen, I have a plan. Nothing matters. Okay. This is how I would have done things differently. Okay. This is how Jonathan would have thought economically. Rather than have the National Guard and have those poor kids spend the night in our nation's capital to defend it, you know, against a possible insurrection during uh -huh. the, uh, you know, I would have filled the damn buildings with murder hornets. <laughs> I would have just been like, come on. I would have turned the Capitol into a giant okay. murder hornet nest. Nest? Okay. As like a, you just have it empty, mm -hmm. you know? It would have like the broadcast, like showing old footage that are like, I oh, know they in there. And then when Y'all Kata, you know, Meal Team Six. Yeah, yeah. When Y'all Kata shows up. I heard that one. Yeah, when Y'all Kata shows up, they're like, let's get them. Let's get Pelosi. And they kick the doors in, fucking murder hornets. Okay, murder hornets so everywhere. They just start getting the murder hornets. Like, put the murder hornets in Nancy Pelosi's office. No, put them in the. <laughs> put the murder hornets in. Hornets. Like in the in the Senate chamber. Uh -huh. and, and they're like, we got to get to the Senate chamber. And they're sitting there, like getting the tweets, and they're figuring out where it is. And the, and the guy they, with the bull horns does his little shopping mail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get them all to go in there, right? Get them uh -huh. all to enter the, the Capitol. Lock the door behind them. Okay. And that's when you press the button and activate the murder hornets. So what you're saying is you knew that the insurrection on the Capitol was going to happen. And you yeah, well, everybody knew, put... everybody knew that. <laughs> but I guess the people who were like, I didn't mean to, like, I wasn't really stoked in the flames. Yeah, everybody everybody knew it except the people who were promoting it, I guess. Everybody <laughs> knew there was going to be an insurrection that day. It was the worst case kept secret of ever, ever uh, right? But like, how great. Lock the doors behind them and then release the murder hornets. Okay, this and like is... man, pear, pig, and stuff like that. Like have man, you, like have like what? Do you think that we're gonna have like another insurrection somewhere at some point? Because like I know there was a lot of like a scare about the, the inauguration, so I'm Katie, really glad. Yes, okay. yeah, <laughs> we, we we've been in this domestic terrorism situation since like Timothy McVeigh rolled his van up and was like, "Can I park this?" You know, in like Oklahoma City. Like we, this is our this is our reality. I'm telling you, mobilize the murder hornets. When okay. any of this shit happens and you start realizing that there's some like weird ass hybrid animal that's coming to the United States, use it. Murder hornets don't want to get paid. Murder just, hornets ain't socialists. They don't, they don't, they don't want that. Like murder hornets are free. I'm hearing you. I'm just, I'm thinking that you're kind of sounding like a Batman villain at the moment. <laughs> just put that out there. Like, <laughs> you're like, you know what I need is the murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just like yellow and black stripes and that's all you wear i'm gonna turn into swarm the spider-man villain and yeah. i'm just made up of like hornets like is swarm hornets or is 
I know he's not bees. I think he's hornets or wasps. He might be. What's the difference between a hornet or a wasp? Just put um, murder. Just put murder before be in front of the name, just like you put robotic in front of the name. And robotic wasp, murder wasps, uh, alien wasps. Just just th- do that. Do that. Okay. They're free. <laughs> let them be free. Just let uh, them live. <laughs> you know what I'm pissed about? This is what I'm pissed about. Can I just tell you? In like, Other I'm, than really, okay. what? I'm really happy that we're in a new place, and hopefully there's some hope and unity on the horizon. I never got my purge. And I fucking spent so much time putting nails through baseball bats, making clown masks, like mm-hmm. joining gangs. I'm in three gangs right now. And they uh-huh. tattooed me, Katie. And I didn't get yeah. my purge. I didn't get my free TV set. I didn't get to like go and get revenge on those yeah, who drugged me. And like, it's dog. Remember me? I had all my taglines set up. I had mm-hmm. my one-liners. I had mm-hmm. all these like, cool escape routes. Can you tell me like your action line, like right before you hit something? Like what was your, what was your, I'm going to kill you line. By the power to murder hornets. Okay. Are you saying we may still not have a purge? And that you uh, wouldn't no. be on my I'm, list. I'm just, I'm just saying, what are, what's your action line so that I know that I can like come up with my own, where it's oh, just, yeah. where it's just not me going, blah, 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 and just kind of wake like away. <laughs> I would suck in the purge. I'm just telling you right I, now. I don't want to say I'm like, like I'm unhappy with you, but <laughs> maybe you'll still right. get a chance to hear it one day. Okay. Oh shit! Here we go. Threats already coming in, and it's not even from Encelbot. Remember these crazy eyes. <laughs> the last thing you see is happening. All right, we got some uh, comments here coming in. Tell uh, me about the comments. Tell me about the comments. Uh, Jim Pagnarelli set me straight. He says that the Spider-Man villain swarm is actually made up of Nazi bees. I think you're oh. right. <laughs> Nazi bees. <laughs> Just revealing all your cards here. This yeah. Is like- You've been underground yeah. for so long. You know what? I think, I think when I when I come through your door when the uh-huh. perch happens, like a chainsaw, and I'm like, "Katie, knock knock," which is ridiculous because I have a freaking buzzsaw. But uh, uh, Julianne Sullivan's gonna be right there to defend you. What up, Julianne? <laughs> uh, you're getting all the love right now. They're saying. Katie is a fashion icon. Oh my god, and it's from yeah. Patagonia. Yep. Yep. Patagonia. I got to tell you, Katie, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about WandaVision this episode, and Jim Pogranelli wants to know if your is shirt a- is a shout out to the mysterious WandaVision beekeeper from episode two. Let's just, just go that. ahead and let's there's yes. some theories. There's some theories, guys. There's some theories, and I'm I'm fully into it. I'm into it. Katie okay. is either the, Katie, Katie is either the beekeeper. From episode two of Wanda Division, or she is one of Swarm's Nazi bees. Um, no, I'm not to be a Nazi bee. <laughs> okay, to Nazi bee or Nazi bee? I don't, Nazi bee. <laughs> All right, that was stupid. Uh, but expect we more from We should just cut here. the feed now. We should not let them come yep. onto this. We're this all people. warmed up for the Town TV kids. We're all warmed up. Geekscape us. This is a family, and I know when we started Geekscape, the one thing I wanted to do was build a community and invite other podcasts on to the network to be part of our family. And I want to welcome some of our newest members. These are the kids from Bingetown TV. You can subscribe to Bingetown TV on any of your favorite podcatchers, and uh, they'll talk TV while we're sitting around talking about mobilizing and militarizing killer bees. (laughs) Uh, Here's David, Jim, Brian, and 
Kathleen of the Benchtown TV podcast. How are you? Hey, hey. My hey. idea is legit, though, right? Like, my idea is legit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, let's mobilize some of these weapons, like, some of these, like, scary animals that are like, oh, no, I'm so scared. They're coming from Africa. You know, <laughs> I'm... About the, the quote, we, we were so preoccupied with whether we could do it, we wouldn't think of whether or not we should be doing it. <laughs> Tales all this time. Yeah. I agree with Katie. You're getting dangerously close to uh, Batman villain territory with this idea. <laughs> you know, or I could run an amusement park where we bring dinosaurs back from time. Like, one of those two, okay? Spare no <laughs> moral dilemma. Katie, I, I just so happen to have this Magician's comic book next to me, and you're look at the inside. It's bees. Oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah. So it might not be Nazi bees, but <clears throat> it's the magicians. It's all connected, y'all. It's all connected. <laughs> They're all evil bees at the end of the day. You know what? Didn't didn't Candyman already do the bee thing? Seth asks on uh, on Facebook. Yeah, but we just keep bringing it back. Uh, tell me about this Binge Town TV thing. Y'all are the, one of the newest podcasts here on the network. I love having y'all. Uh, how do y'all know each other? Um, and don't say prison because that's how all the podcasts. <laughs> are, right? So now we, we all. Oh, go ahead. Say, no, I was gonna say we don't know each other at all. You hit it, Brian. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. say something not sarcastic. I was gonna say, while well, we all have had our stints in prison, um, <laughs> the person that actually connects the seven of us together is not on this call right now. That is Luke. And Jimmy and Kathleen are uncle and aunt to Luke, respectively, and myself, Dave. Kyle and Paul, boy, there's a lot of us. We're just <laughs> childhood friends. We've been homies since grade school, so that's kind of the end. I'm going to need a chart, but what you just <laughs> what you basically said was the body of Voltron isn't present, so y'all are just like the different <laughs> like lion heads. Like I'm the head. I'm the head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, how did y'all? How did y'all all meet? Is so. Uh, so me and Jimmy were born first. We are the siblings. <laughs> our they're sister. Old. They're old. Yeah, our sister birthed Luke not long after me because we've got big time jumps in me and Jimmy and our sister. It's literally a zip so I've met these kids, like the other five that aren't here. I've known them since they were young. Like, but we're <clears throat> not that far away in age. So yeah, it's kind of weird that way. The Binchtown universe is going to be so complex, and I can't <laughs> wait. I, 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 start, I think I started. I started a chart off camera where I'm like you know, <laughs> doing the like tree branches. It's like totally dark. Oh, yeah. Charlie Day, or like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we start adding these shows to the network, and I'm like, okay, how do they connect? And what is this? And what I don't know. I don't even know what's happening on Geekscape half the time. <laughs> and I think it's better that way because. Y'all, you heard my intro. That's the kind of lunacy plans that I have. So you know what? Y'all are in good hands with Matt, uh, the self-proclaimed head of content of the Geekscape <laughs> Network. <laughs> You'll never live down self-proclaiming that, but I love him. He's like a younger brother to me. Don't take that literally because I don't want to start another chart. Uh, <laughs> do you all, all like watch TV together or do you all just like text each other and be like, hey, have you watched the latest Mandalorian yet? Uh, let me, let me take it over for here, guys. Yeah. Um, Basically, I would say for like the bigger shows, like when Game of Thrones was airing week by week, like we were definitely meeting up for that, like always communicating. Westworld was another big one for us. Um, although with everything going on now, it's a little tougher to do that. And we all, you know, have our own separate jobs that work different hours. So it's kind of hard to meet up together anymore. But if there is like a show that we feel like is like it's a necessity to be there for, we're on it. Yeah. And y'all literally watch it at the same time. 
while streaming together or like hanging out? You Zoom? No. So originally what happened was for years we were texting just all the time about TV, just back and forth with each other. And then we all went on a trip to Iceland together for <coughs> college. Yeah, no, sorry, Dave. Dave. Dave I wasn't come. there for this. Six of the seven of us went to Iceland. We went to Iceland together for, I guess, a college graduation present for Luke. And unlike prison, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, first time <laughs> I was ever in the country, I go, to, I go to Iceland. So, but during that, we all bonded, and then. We start. We started really. We had an Iceland chat, and we started really blowing it up with TV stuff. And Kathleen started her podcast with Julie for Geekscape. And then we were like, you know what? We always talk about TV all the time, anyway. So we might as well record it. They were like, if this this dummy me could have a podcast, then we could have a podcast. She could do a podcast. That's what I hear all the time. People like, do it. Why don't I do it? And. uh, Honestly, that's not a bad reason. Y'all are like, we're all going to be talking about TV anyway. Why not turn it into a podcast? Uh, it's why I added Katie, because I was like, if you're just talking to yourself anyway. I was, it was in a corner, and you found me. That's how that happened. <laughs> we were kind of talking about nerdy things. Katie was like Jason Todd. She was stealing the hubcaps off of my, uh, <laughs> my Batmobile. And I was like, hey, you want a job? You need a place to stay? She was my second Robin. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt Kelly was the first Robin. Oh gosh! Yeah, you get the shit beat out of you both by the Joker with a crowbar, but you get to come uh, back. Yeah, you're but the Red Hood. Yeah, yeah, you're the Red Hood. The uh, Red Hood. Matt yeah. Kelly has to be Robin like all this. Hey, I guess Matt Kelly yeah. comes back as Nightwing, but he's gonna he's gonna yeah. try to say he's Nightwing, but I think that's Matt probably. Matt Kelly's more Nightwing, but uh, <laughs> 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 listen, if you're gonna give yourself titles on the Geekscape Network, I'm gonna make a few of my own, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm going to need some fan art of Matt Kelly, the chicken wing. Chicken wing, jumping up a rooftop and stuff like that, and like a bunch of ranch. Uh, uh, Nightwing's a pretty big compliment. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's not one Nightwing, no. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's why he's chicken wing. <laughs> yeah. He is chicken wing. The, the reputation it, that poor Matt Kelly is getting from this I know. <laughs> is hilarious. You know he's watching like, live, too. If, if you don't he know was. who he is, then it's just it's, so funny. Uh, the Geekscapists know who he is because he is a player. Um, <laughs> his parents didn't die at the circus. They just, like, left. They just <laughs> they were like, they look clowns, and they snuck away. Uh, David, you weren't on the Iceland trip. Bad grades? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there is some bad blood between all of us now. Yeah, I got, David's I got in prison. That was his first trip. Yeah, that was where I was. No, I got the call up to the big leagues from these guys. I mean, I've known them for a while. They were just like, hey, you should come on to the podcast with us. And I was honored, even though I didn't know that much. Compared to these guys, they know way more TV than me. But He's got a yeah, nice voice. Yeah, that starting was the main off, you were, um, Starting off, you were the tech guy. You kind of did the editing and, and the sound and stuff. And then we all kind of took on those responsibilities and now we're just the seven of us, you know? Because we do a hundred shows at once and we literally have to share. <laughs> How long, is, when go. did y'all start this show? Like when did y'all, when did this happen? Last year or the year before? Eight months ago about. Yeah. So it's oh, not so even been a year of, yet. You're one of the 800,000 new shows that happened because of COVID. And Pretty you know much. what? What I love is that y'all made it past two months. <clears throat> like the majority of podcasts, I think I, I, I remember going to podcast movement and finding out that the majority of podcasts don't make it past like seven episodes <laughs> because wow. just, yeah, it was fun. I'm not it's into it. Work. It's a lot yeah. of work. We were just it's talking awesome. about our hundred hundredth episode and how crazy it's been that, you know, within these eight months, we've had 
a hundred podcasts. Yeah, we're, well, right so. now we're on eighty. So yeah, we got twenty. Yeah. And y'all don't. Yeah, like uh, uh, the unemployment check still coming. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still grinding. We're still grinding too. Every episode's over an hour too, so it's not like we're yeah, dropping small guys. I would it's say. It seems a little bit of madness to have seven people on the same podcast, but what we've been able to do so far, we would not have been able to do without all seven of us. You know what I mean? It's it's the numbers is what makes it possible for us, I think. So it's been great. We're yeah, each motivating each other. Yeah, and keeping each other accountable. Uh, and y'all aren't all on the same episodes. Like You don't have to line up all your schedules and synchronized swatches if you all... Uh, that was a Parker Lewis can't lose right yeah. <laughs> None of these kids were born when that show came out. Uh, but I'm guessing that... Uh, you know, the podcast would have died a really quick death if you had to have all seven people oh. together uh, to be, you know, a part of it. We just had a, someone drop out, but they'll be back. All right. Um, <laughs> so what was like, the, what was like the thing that, that was like, hey, let's add this David kid. Did y'all just like feel that? <laughs> yeah, right. <He's>, um, <laughs> he was, we have a very close knit. I would say there's like eight to 10 of us. Uh, the guys, Jimmy and Kathleen excluded, that are just kind of our high oh. school group of guy friends um, that we, we've been going to school together since grade school. So it was a no brainer to bring Dave on because he's into the same nor- nerdy, geeky stuff, anime, manga, all these TV shows that we're trying to cover. So it was just it made sense. And he's a fun, handsome guy. Look at that guy. And the like, voice. I'll never give him that. No, you can <laughs> say that. I'm not saying that about Dave. <laughs> well, we lost Jim Geekscapist. Jim dropped out. Uh, I think uh, his girlfriend or mom was like, "Enough of this nerd stuff. Get and out. Get to bed." <laughs> if, if y'all if y'all want to text Jim, we can get him back on here. All you have to do is pop back up into the studio. But um, let's talk some TV. What are some of your favorite shows right now? Because I'm basically watching basketball and we're, we've been watching like the cbs the stand which i thought the cbs all access the stand was really good it's got james morrison and uh different people in it i think it's really good we can talk about that if y'all have watched it but there's also shows like the boys and obviously wandavision the mandalorian just ended and we talked about that but uh y'all watch the magicians which i don't watch what are some of the shows that y'all watch that you just really really love so that's kind of the core idea of finchtown we like kind of shows that are off the beaten track you know game of thrones westworld obviously those are juggernauts but we like shows like the hundred that's coming from a network like the cw or the magicians that's from sci-fi that people don't really know about and then of course the shows like the boys that we can't help a podcast about but we're really into the sci-fi mystical genre and that's kind of what we've been focusing on well, we actually have a Discord at Geekscape. It's not the most active Discord because I'm on it, and that's that clears any room. But, uh, <laughs> but but the Magicians has actually come up a lot, and it's not a show that I've watched. And so, people who have not watched the the Magicians, like, how would you sell them on the Magicians? This is a really popular show that took a while. If I mean, I think it took a while to start picking up steam as far as an audience goes. And is Kathleen this connected Tate. to the librarians at any point? Oh, the librarians, yeah. Are, yeah. Is it connected? Um, to Why don't it's we just a- clear ten minutes so Kathleen can speak and, and <laughs> tell you everything about okay. the show? Let's this this. this brain—it's going to make my brain explode. Like my whole room is decorated from the magicians. <laughs> like it's insane. So it's basically about people say it's Harry Potter for adults, but it's really not. It's like um, it's a bunch of 
kind of they're genius level hot hot people and they, uh, they don't realize that that magic exists so they get um introduced to break bills university to kind of hone in on their craft but of course there's like it's super dark but also really whimsical and witty and funny um and there's great relationships and uh brian take it i'm i'm dying well, here they, yeah say basically harry potter if they all started begging each other is that what this is yes exactly it's, that and drugs lots of drugs it's, i would say it's, it's the best way to describe it is harry potter but instead of what is harry when he gets into hogwarts like 12 11 uh mm -hmm. they are grad students so they're already 24 25 so the subject matter is a little bit more adult and yeah they are you know taking drugs and and drinking and cursing and getting into all sorts of mischief um and we just can't recommend this show enough the show's very whimsical at points and like it's just unbelievable what it does compared to other shows honestly mm -hmm. it's self-aware it's perfect if somebody yeah. wanted to start binging the magicians how much content are they gonna have to carve through, through. So it's like, five seasons, thirteen each, thirteen episodes each, and it's done. Okay. Trust me, you'll find yourself binging that very quickly. Like once you get through season one, there's some mysteries to it. Okay. And is this something that you would watch on like Netflix or on Hulu or Netflix? Mm -hmm. Netflix. The fifth, okay. the fifth season just dropped on the fifteenth of January, which is why Binge Town has been covering it like gangbusters the past few weeks. <laughs> we've been doing it like every three days. We've been covering it. It's it's. And, and if we, we didn't make it. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you if we didn't make it clear to you, the fifth season is actually its final season. Uh, midway through, when they were oh. filming uh, the fifth season, they announced that it was unfortunately canceled, I believe it was. Um, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. it has to get picked up for a sex. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I like to say it. For sci-fi, getting five seasons is incredible and sure. lucky. Um, Derek wants to know, like, what is it like tone-wise, like versus, like, say, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is another CW like sure. show. It's another uh, comic I have right on my thing. Uh, so, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is so like Riverdale-y and young. It's an older, it's an older, more adult tone. I would say it's. Did I would say, say it's, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Big time. But also, Whereas so Chilling funny fell off for me big time but yeah some of the best one-liners i've ever heard in my life on the magicians kathleen will sit there and quote them all <laughs> my defense you have not seen me purge yet so <laughs> yeah <laughs> really good one-liner i was actually uh, nodding my head in the background when you're doing your intro i was like we definitely are overdue on a purge i'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they tried and now they're all getting arrested. Heidi's always asking me, hey, we should start this. She watches, like, she'll just leave the TV on, like, and she'll, like, go through, Brid like, Bridgerton in a day or something like that. Like, she just leaves <laughs> that stuff on. And I basically pick it up when I walk through the room and say things like, they're going to start banging. And she's like, no, it's not like that. And then, like, 30 minutes later, she's like, they started banging. Uh, <laughs> that's Bridgerton. Um, but Matt says, you know what? Magicians legit had one of the most insane episodes I've ever watched. And if you know Matt, he does some insane shit. The guy is nothing if not a party animal. He knows insanity. It, when it took him... Uh, we started podcasting. So Matt produces my favorite episode of on the Geekscape Network, and uh, we started podcasting. That I joined that probably December of 2019. It took him all year to binge the Magicians after a full year of me saying it's my favorite show in the entire world, and it took him a full year. 
Kathleen, it's not that he doesn't respect you. It's that he just really respects rewatching those Chucky sequels. (laughs) (laughs) Watching the Muppets. You've got to have a priority. All right? And the the Muppets are his people. Okay? (laughs) Physically similar, and they equally do not have spines. Which, Uh, uh, short little plug I love Matt. Muppet Show is coming to Disney Plus. Just putting that out there. Yeah, all five seasons of the Muppet Show. I think there's going to be a brand new Muppets. Uh, Is that right, Matt? Matt is watching right now. Is that true? I heard that, but I'm 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 still curious to know. I saw it on Matt's story, so that might not be the best, most reliable. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't the Muppets doing something for the Super Bowl too? I think like maybe to advertise their brand. Maybe I have no idea, but I feel like I saw something regarding it. Enough. I think if enough players get COVID, the Muppets are the alternate players. Oh, okay, that's 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 exactly yeah. what it was. I mean, yeah, we have the Puppy Bowl, and now we just have the Muppets playing uh, football uh, against each other. I'm going to go ahead and put money down big time in Vegas on Sweet Tooth. Is that the name of that giant? Oh yeah, Sweet Sweetums. Sweetums. Sweetums is just going to clear that shit out. Sweetums is just. I don't know. I feel like Pepe's got a fighting chance. Animal would actually go nuts. Yes, he would. The pew. That should be a video. That should be a video game. Matt, write it down. It's one of Jonathan's great ideas. Uh, let's make a video game based on the Muppets. Let's get the. Right oh my game. god! Do that, but make what it would, a VR game too. Okay, VR. I was going to say would make sense, but where is the story? What 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 are we go- going into here? Uh, you get turned into a Muppet. You're lost in New York. It's Muppets in New York. The video game in New York. <laughs> Uh, Matt has jumped in to say they are bringing back the original five seasons onto Disney Plus, and they've already actually produced the worst season of Muppets he's ever seen. So hopefully they're just giving us the good old stuff and nothing else at this point. And you know what? I would not uh, mind them re- like doing a new season of the Muppets, but they really have to have some marquee talent, uh, like like they did with the films. The films had you know the uh, team from. Um, uh, Flight of the Concords, and I think that having yeah. Brett Kinsey from Flight of, Flight of the Concords doing the music and that level of genius, genius. is kind of what you need if you're going to bring the Muppets back. You can't have a bunch of like old comedy writers doing Muppets because they need the modernization, but they also need to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really did try with that that Muppets Office show and not the greatest. Muppets Office show? It was yeah. kind of office-like, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a it's a single cam comedy, but with Muppets, and I don't remember what it was called, but it was it was okay, it was all right. Yeah, it had a it, the 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 joke to laugh ratio wasn't too high. Uh, Chris Fafalios, who hosts the One Hit Thunder podcast on the Geek Scene Network, jumps in on Facebook to say, "Here we go with the fucking Muppets again." <laughs> what do you mean again? Matt <laughs> Kelly loves the Muppets. Oh, okay. Chris is I one had- of the. Uh, Chris is one of the only survivors of the great Muppets uh, disaster of, of the uh, mid-90s. So the, that's, that's what he means. Chris barely is taking life when the Muppets got rabies. So it's, that's, that's definitely going to be a show. I had no idea the Muppets had such a passionate following over the age of five, honestly. No, no disrespect. I disrespect. generally unware. Love have, it, you met, have you met Matt Kelly? <laughs> Oh, briefly, like yes, yes. Apparently, not enough. I feel like Matt <laughs> Kelly and I have a lot to talk about because I didn't realize this. Yeah, no, you'll get 10% of that conversation. Um, I'm kidding. Comic Con's going to be an earful. I hope we go back to Comic Con. Get your vaccines, people. Um, and Matt is either uh, really loving this conversation or he's really sad. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. 
let's talk about some of the other popular ones. And the magicians, the question is like, is it related to the librarians? It's not, it's its own book series. The magicians was a book series that was adapted into this yep. thing. And the librarians is different. And Geeks gave us, if you're a fan of the librarians, I did an interview, I think two, three years ago with Dean Devlin, the executive producer who uh, is in charge of the, uh, that and he also produced Independence Day and one of my favorite films, Universal Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to hear Jonathan be like, "Oh yeah, you made the Godzilla '99. That's great." Uh, Universal Soldier. What was that like? Um, no, he, Dean was awesome. He was awesome to have on the show. Jim is back. Jim yeah. back. There he is. Is, is it true that you and David had a fist fight? Is that they were talking all sorts <laughs> of? As long as it's a, he said, I won. Okay. <laughs> Jim's like this tall. Jim's like Whoa. this tall. Really. Yeah. Yo, I feel like we're gonna have a digital fist fight now. Yeah. This sounds about to break up. <laughs> we, uh, living on Zoom for so long this year, and one thing that I do to entertain myself as a college professor when I do my Indiana Jones college professor time hmm. is I have a rule that if a family member walks around in the background of any of my students' Zoom shots, the student has to arm wrestle them. <laughs> <laughs> And I've had my students arm wrestle their family members in class, and there may have been some Venmo betting, but um, <laughs> I hope there were some upsets. I hope there were some upsets. I gotta, I gotta be entertained too if I'm going to be teaching these classes, and uh, yeah. I like to I like to run my classes like Barter Town. I'd like to just be like two students enter, one student leaves. Just wait until <laughs> just wait until I get that vaccine, and we're teaching in person. It's gonna be awesome. Oh man, break out. <laughs> Thunderdome and, and, and I'm making a ring with lighter fluid on the gasoline on the floor. I'm like, get inside the ring. Let's light it. Let's go. Uh, Joker oh. from Dark Knight breaking the stick and giving them. Pencil. <laughs> um, all right. So we talked to magicians, and I, that comes with a huge casting recommendation. It. Yeah, uh, I'm actually gonna check into it because honestly, like it's on Netflix. You know, I figure why not? Why not? Heidi will be done watching it by this time tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> you might, you might be. It sucks you in, honestly. She says she asked if I want to watch something, and um, she's like, "Is this something you want to watch together?" And usually, something like Mandalorian or WandaVision for sure. Let's like watch that one together. Um, but man, she just finds these shows out of nowhere, and I'm just like, "What is that?" She starts watching like these Australian shows and this <laughs> and that. Um, I have my me time. I got to tell you. Uh, I've been rewatching uh, Legend of Korra, and I've oh. definitely. Um, what what else do I watch? I've been watching. I, I like the cartoons. I, I started getting into Clone Wars, which I knew was huge. Oh, uh, that's on my list. That's on my list. The good Thank you. I was definitely inspired by all of the appearances of those characters when they started popping up from Clone Wars <laughs> and uh, and um, Rebels. When they started popping up in the Mandalorian, I was like, okay, I got to get into this. Exactly um, my, my exact reaction as well. <laughs> and, uh, and Heidi is weary of me making her sound like a lazy couch potato. She's not. She does. <laughs> she just has the TV out in the background, and I don't know how she absorbs this content. But one thing that I've been watching, because uh, I am a seven-year-old and I mainly just watch cartoons and basketball, That's is me. <laughs> uh, I've watched a season of a show that uh, I love. It goes straight to my childhood. Uh, War for Cybertron, this new um, series that Netflix has, the Transformers. And I, you know, we've had 
FJ Santo is a friend. He's an executive producer of the show. He's been on the Geekscape before. And Gavin Hignite's been on Geekscape before. He's a writer on the show. I liked the first season. Um, I thought it was a little slow. But if you Geekscape us what to watch, a like a loyal Generation 1 Transformer show that is just like straight from our childhoods in the 80s, um, this War for Cybertron trilogy that they have on Netflix it's in its second series, uh, second season. I think it's like 13 or 10 episodes each season. The first season, there's a lot of like Cybertronian, like on Cybertron, Autobots versus Decepticons. I thought it was a little bit slow, but the payoff in the last episode is really good. And then season two, I started watching and it just starts where it left off and there's a lot going on. And I actually think season two is really, really, really good. So, How's the uh, soundtrack though? It does not have Instacola and Stan Bush, but it is still pretty good. What bothers me sound-wise on Transformers is uh, some of the dialogue you can't make out. It sounds like they had me doing BO and it's just mumbling. <laughs> but really, you have a Transformer just having, you know, they digitize the voices. And then sometimes when the Transformers are talking over speakers to each other and transmitting stuff to each other, you can't really tell what they're saying Why? but you are telling me that their voices get muffled through transmission even though their voices are coming out as a transmission so why don't they just sound the same way they do <laughs> yeah yeah some of the audio the flaw. Uh, yeah some of the voice actually gets a little lost in translation for me i mean i also haven't cleaned my ears out since i was three years old oh you should uh, do that you should probably do that um so I recommend that to anybody who wants to some old school Transformers. On Brian, Brian knows that I'm a big fan of uh, Dare by Stan Bush. That's like one of my yeah, favorites. You are. That is one of my you favorite songs of all time. When that kicks in and he's like, if you're going to ride, Dan, I'll ride in style. You're just like, yep. oh my God. One of the greatest moments of my childhood. I love that. <laughs> I love the old Transformer. I, I grew up on that show, honestly. So, so when I, the Michael, first Michael Bay Transformers movie came out, I went to see it at the arc light because obviously you want to see. I mean, you you think it's going to be a mess because it's a Michael Bay Transformers Michael Bay. movie, uh, but you you know you want to go to a screen that is just going to be like all the bells and whistles. It's going to bowl you over because you know that it's just going to be uh, it's going to be kind of messy, but it's going to be impressively messy. So go see it on the biggest screen you can. So I go to the arc light to see it, and as I'm walking up to the arc light to get my tickets, this is the first Michael Bay movie, uh, first Michael Bay Transformers. Opening weekend, Stan Bush is sitting outside of no the arc way. Light selling his CDs from a <laughs> card table. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And I walk up, and I have the photo. I have to find the photo somewhere. But there's a photo of me with Stan Bush holding up his new CD, and I bought his new CD because, holy shit, I felt so bad. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "Hey, man, I'm Stan Bush," and he has like a Western twang. He lives here in LA. Really. Yeah, I I felt that guy did not get his due. I felt for making some no. awesome. He created some excellent scores for a lot of different TV shows and didn't get the credit. Man, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you on that one, David. Uh, if in, if I ever did a Transformers project, I would want to have Vince. The first, and Stan Bush. The f- yeah, the first person I think of would be Stan Bush. Yeah, and Vince Nicola had those like soundtracks that were pretty awesome for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so we talked about Mandalorian. Explain this thing to me. We've talked a lot of Mandalorian on the show. I don't know if y'all have anything more to add because Ian Kerner goes through it with a fine-tooth comb and he's like kind of a psycho. Uh, (laughs) Mandalorian, what did y'all think about season two? And obviously, let's start talking as well about where this whole 
Disney plus Star Wars verse might go when we start to think about things like the Book of Boba Fett or where a season three would go or some of the other announced shows uh, like an Asuka Tano show, et cetera. B Tom's take yeah. us away. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can pick this one up. So, what this show, we talk about it all the time on our coverage of The Mandalorian, is it does such a phenomenal job of just diving deeper into this expanded universe that they have because there is a lot of non con, uh, excuse me, a lot of non canon Star Wars content out there. And Filoni and Favreau are just kind of saying, yeah, this sounds good. Let's, I like this. Let's run with it. And they're bringing it into the canon. Uh, what I think that means for the Mandalorian going forward is that it's all going to be about the dark saber. And I think now that baby Grogu, you know, spoiler alert, if I can, but it looks like he is going to be exiting the main plot of the Mandalorian show. But I think him and Luke are kind of going to pop up in all of these different shows that they're coming. But I think the Mandalorian is, is really going to start focusing on the planet of Mandalore and this kind of, power vacuum that has been created since the empire kind of ruined it and our boy din Djarin, mando now has the dark saber and you know potentially has claim to the throne of mandalore so it could be him going around with bo katan and figuring out who is going to lead this uh this planet of mandalore and more importantly the mandalorian people who are completely fractured right now so i think that's it it I could even see it becoming a little bit more of a political show, but at the heart, the show is, what do they call it? Like a, a space soap opera or something where it's just these random missions every episode. So who knows, but I I'm super excited for this show and you know, all the shows that are coming out. And I think they felt so confident with what they had in the Mandalorian that that's why they're giving it what eight other shows with, <laughs> you know, yeah, they're going uh, crazy. They're just spinning off with everything. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, has that. I'm sorry, Katie, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's interesting that you think that uh, Luke's going to come back. I, I feel like we, we had our Luke moment and I don't think we're going to see him too much in the following season. Like maybe once or twice, so, that'd be cool. But I don't think so, now my dream is to get an animated Luke Skywalker series following his Jedi school. I think that would be the perfect way to do it. But I do think where they can't be done with grogu he is a cash cow for disney he they can market the crap out of him like that is not the last we're seeing of grogu and if grogu is with luke then you know but like i said i think the the words that i used were i think we're going to see him pop up here and there so i think we're going to get cameos of luke just doing his thing and maybe the ahsoka show and the lando calrissian show and the book of boba fett like all of these characters are going to be around. And I, I think what they're going for is kind of an MCU-esque kind of Star Wars universe going on. Uh, I mean, the Obi-Wan show is is happening. I, I don't know. I'm just so excited. Hopefully you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think all of these characters are going to start just kind of crossing over. Like Ahsoka was in The Mandalorian. And I think Mando is going to be in some of the other shows. So... I think, uh, and honestly, when I think about what they're presenting, and obviously Obi Wan is going to be a prequel to a lot of these series, but yes, there is, uh, and the Lando show is probably going to be later. But when you think about the Ahsoka show, Book of Boba Fett, and the third season of Mandalorian, um, what I think Ahsoka is going to be pretty specific on continuing where we last saw her in Rebels, and and then chasing. Admiral Thrawn. And like you said, Filoni and Favreau are really great with looking at all that stuff that either Dark Horse created or that were the novelizations and got thrown out when it, the uh, when Lucas went to, to Disney. 
and they're they're picking and choosing the good stuff, right? They're saying, okay, yeah. like the Thrawn stuff is great. Let's put that in Rebels. This stuff works. Let's put that in there. Um, we might have a Defender situation where you have three or four of these concurrent uh, series working together leading up to that ultimate series where maybe it's not a full 13 episodes or 10 episodes, but maybe you get six or eight where they all converge together again and you get your Grogu and you get all that because I think you're right. I think that we're going to have a little bit of Mandalorian season three being have gun will travel as it's been going around the outer rim, collecting the Mandalorians uh, and putting them back together to create a uh, nation. And then does Mando want that title? He clearly doesn't, but I think he's going to inherit, like he's going to fill the shoes. He's going to fill the jetpack. It's He's going to fill the jetpack. Matt Kelly asks, I, I mean, this is a wish from him. He says, I want an anthology series based on Kevin Anderson's tales of uh, series. I read all those. I read the tales of Mosaic's Cantina, the tales of Jabba's Palace, and all that stuff is no longer canon. But obviously, if there's good stuff in there, I feel like Filoni and Favreau will find it and start putting it all together. Um, we have not seen. I mean, I think that it's all going to turn into one big Defenders-like the, series. I the franchise. Yeah, after the three sequel movies, I I finally feel confident that the franchise <laughs> is in good hands, and you know the ship has been steadied, and I think we're going to get some really good content. Uh, the question I have for you, Jonathan, was you said the Lando uh, series that's coming out might take place later. Now, do you think they're going to have the Donald Glover young Lando because that timeline would kind of that work? Timeline would work. Uh, I've heard that, that it's. I've heard that it's both. I have heard okay. that this is a. A bounce around series. I've heard that this is Billy D and Donald Glover, but we'll really? see. I mean, uh, I think that it's it's safe to do a older Lando series with the character that may or may not have been his daughter slash love interest from the uh, from the last J.J. Uh, Abrams movie. And I in I mean the sequel trilogy is maybe just not the way to make Star Wars content anymore. I think that that I'm really excited about a uh, a Rogue One. See, uh, or, uh, you know, Rogue Squadron. Really excited about that. I'm excited about whatever Taika Waititi does. I mm. don't think Star Wars, I don't think Disney needs to force trilogies anymore. They had the, Their best movie that they've made since having the, the license or having the property has been Rogue One. And we're going to get that Rogue One uh, uh, series, which obviously takes place before episode four. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just going to have to wait and see. And just, again, like, like so many Star Wars geeks say, trust in Filoni, trust in Favreau, and so far yeah. we can trust them. I was going to say, just based off Mandalorian, we can definitely have our faith in those guys. I don't need another trilogy. I don't need another film trilogy. No. Me, me, me and B. Toms used to trash the trilogy on the podcast for The Mandalorian. It's just That's what The Mandalorian does so well, is it makes you feel like you're back in the original Star Wars with that, like just the content and everything just coming together. It just feels fresh. Whereas these, this trilogy, it told a whole story in a matter of like seven hours, you know, bit, yeah. like separated into three movies. So I don't, I don't love trashing people who are making stuff, especially in a studio environment where, uh, you know, there's been hints that, that JJ lost a lot of fights and, you know, JJ's yeah. made some really awesome stuff. And I love Ryan Johnston. And sometimes you lose fights. Sometimes you lose, you don't see the forest for the trees. And when you make a studio project at that level, it, it can get really hard. And There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen at that there point. There were so yeah. many cooks in the kitchen. And, you know, and I'm sure some of the cooks weren't easy to work with. So, 
let's uh let's maybe put the 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 idea of putting a trilogy together on this on the on the back burner <laughs> and let's see what people like genius people like Patty Jenkins and Taika Waititi come up with and and let's keep giving Ryan Johnson something but it doesn't need to be a trilogy I'm okay with Ryan Johnson just making a cool movie absolutely we don't need to be giving trilogies to people <laughs> no but I. Yep. I've only seen a few of the movies like out of or- order. Star Wars is a complete like blind spot for me, which is like I hate. But I'm a TV girl, so The Mandalorian was like way more consumable to me. Like it, it's so much easier to consume and like, hey, it's eight episodes a season or whatever it was. So so I binged it because they were covering it and I just love hearing them talk about it, but Again, I was like so lost. I was googling the craziest stuff, and I was just texting them stuff like "Moff Gideon's a coward." Like, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I read a recap after every single episode, and I was like, that she happened? was committed. Yeah, she <laughs> was committed to it. Not being like Star Wars was my like Star Wars was pretty much my only friend growing up. That and Mario. <laughs> Uh, Mario and Star Wars and Sonic, my only friends growing up. Uh, what you are like, I've, I've rarely talked to anybody who's watched Mandalorian, pretty much only Mandalorian when it comes to Star Wars. Uh, you, you were actually lost in places. I think that they've made some pretty, I mean, or were you just curious as, as to what some of these ancillary elements were as yes. they came in and out? So I, I was following it. It's easy to follow, but I'm someone who like, I want the whole story. I hate missing a little nod here and a little nod there. It drives me nuts. And the boys covered it in, in the pods, which helped, but I was binging the pods after. Cause I, I watched the show so fast. Sure. Like I was not waiting to listen to their episode between every single one, but I just w- wanted to make sure I'm like, I don't get, I don't know what's happening here. Like, I don't know who's related to who and who's, who's being mean to the other in the past. <laughs> I'm like, that's, whose enemies? That's so. literally how I feel about the binge TV crew. Binge Town TV. Who's really? Who? Yeah. Why, did, why didn't David go to Iceland? Why yeah, didn't, right. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same for me with like, so even the Marvel movies, I've seen most of them, but I'm a TV girl. So I watched like uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones and all that, but I didn't watch, I'm not a, mega fan of the movies but i love daredevil and that so like uh, like wandavision i try i watched age of ultron again because i'm like what do i need to know to binge wanda and now of course i'm like yeah yeah and and the thing about it too and i think that's kind of the crazy thing about being a geek is that like at a certain point it's like i cannot consume everything that i need to consume Mm -hmm. in order to understand every single part of this and especially when it comes to wandavision it's like it's the comic books as much as it is the movies and everything else um there's so many nods bees uh to different (laughs) things that like may or may not be happening um and we we won't really know until we have we keep watching i think that was one of the things that i I put something out on my Facebook and I had like a lot of people commenting about WandaVision because I, that was just such an amazing couple of episodes and I cannot wait for the next ones. Um, But it's got to feel so isolating to people who are just coming into this at at the start of it. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. Oh yeah. We totally said that in the podcast because Kathleen is the perfect example. She was just saying she doesn't know really. She watched some of the movies. She doesn't know anything about the comics you know, I came in and House of M and Secret Invasion and Avengers Disassembled. All of that was when I was in my peak of reading comics. So this is what I'm so pumped for. And I'm seeing all the Easter eggs and I'm throwing them all on the podcast. But someone like Kathleen is the casual viewer, has no idea, 
what what those nods are yeah. and especially in the first two episodes when you don't know those nods you might be saying um what am i watching here yeah, yeah. Uh, elizabeth olsen is great i'm oh, elizabeth olsen stan so i'm good <laughs> and it's well done that's all i know well, let's talk uh, some WandaVision. And Geeks gave us, I think we're going to uh, pretty much talk WandaVision and wrap out when we uh, finish with it. But uh, if y'all want more TV talk from the boys to uh, the hundred, really go and subscribe to Bingetown TV on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this show on. It really can go. I mean, they, they're experts. I think you've heard it. They're, they're big fans like you are. And they go deeper than <laughs> I'm able to do because... I'm busy making stupid jokes about filling the capital with murderous murder wasps. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, thank you for being patient with me all these years. Uh, but if you actually have, I don't know, uh, informational content, you might want to subscribe to one of the other shows on the Geekscape Network. If you want uh, asinine commentary on global events, you came to the right, right. place. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil Fisher actually says, really loving the large roundtable style podcast. Neil Fisher is a fantastic yeah, a producer here in Hollywood who has his fingers in many pots, and you've probably seen a few of the of the things that Neil's a part of. Um, so let's let's uh, Neil, I love you, buddy. Uh, let's talk WandaVision, and uh, so Geeks, give us towards the end of this. We'll probably be discussing a bit of episode three. So there, uh, I want to give you a spoiler warning now. If you haven't watched episode three, go and watch it. Um, and obviously, at the culmination of this season, which I think is six or eight episodes we're going to end up doing a big deep dive with ian kerner at the end of it so uh these will only be spoilers to episode three and uh i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to it because uh i'm kind of coming at you from where jim is uh when, as jim was talking about uh being into comics as a kid when avengers disassembled and led into house of m and all that stuff i was just like Oh, sweet child. <laughs> uh, as an older dude who's been reading comics since like the late, mid, late 80s, uh, I, I really think that Avengers disassembled and before that, the Avengers run uh, that kind of came back from like he, the, the heroes coming back from Heroes Reborn uh, really was like Kurt Busiek did a, a run of, on Avengers to bring him back into the uh, actual Marvel Universe. And I don't know how deep you want to get into comic books, but it was actually, there was a trailer released today from Marvel that is celebrating Heroes Reborn. And he, what Heroes Reborn was, like, the Marvel Universe really kind of stunk in the mid-90s, and it was directionless. Like, uh, we had uh, Xavier turning evil with, like, Magneto, and they turned into this, you know, villain. And then, you know, Tony Stark had turned bad. So they went back in time and found teenage Tony Stark to like fight Tony Stark. It was a hot mess. Like Spider-Man yep. had come out of the saga, like like comic, the Marvel comics in the late nineties were a hot mess. And so they kind of like revamped everything to do this. They took a lot of the Avengers characters out and did Heroes Reborn with a lot of the image creators who came back and did it. And then they slowly started bringing the, those characters back into the Marvel universe and around that time, you had the ultimate stuff where it kind of turned into the movies and the influence for the movies. But really, it really started kicking with gas here with the Avengers Disassembled, which, as we talked about on the last podcast, Geekscape podcast with Jason Inman, was where Wanda looks up and realizes that the two kids that she had that were really... And Brian Michael Bendis is great at doing this. He'll find some mm -hmm. like old storyline that had a factoid like Wanda having kids. Be like, wait we never finished the story. What's up with this? Mm -hmm. And he'll use it in a modern story. And the most modern story was that Wanda realizes that her kids were fabrications and of her own 
chaos magic powers and it cracks her mm -hmm. and she's like just starts basically she kills vision and just starts taking the avengers apart and it's intense you know so we're we got to talk about this wandavision and how much that storyline oh. is like does jim and everybody think is what's going on here i i want really quick i want kathleen to just <laughs> tell us your summation of what has happened in WandaVision <laughs> thus far I have no idea. She, she actually texted our group chat and said, what is going on? I texted Matt, Matt Kelly before and I was like, here's my, here's my summation basically of, of WandaVision, the first three apps. What question mark? <laughs> fair. That's fair. I am literally just so soaking it in. I'm just watching and I'm like, hmm. Oh, next the episode. Like the, the, oh, yeah. the like the, the parroting is awesome yeah no, i mean the dick van dyke show stuff like that was so clear like it was just it was season one episode one of the dick van dyke show i mean it, 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 there's so many shout outs and so many things especially to like just the style of the comedy that they're doing mm -hmm. it's just it's so brilliant mm -hmm. and like the casting in it i was like oh of course she would be great in that kind of a show i would mm -hmm. watch this even if it wasn't you know kind of the sci-fi out there craziness like these shows they're it's actually really funny like and then they did like the bewitch stuff which was like mm -hmm. yeah we had two like magical people and a bewitched how crazy would that be <laughs> Catherine hans also amazing in it so well, Catherine, unbelievable. unbelievably mm -hmm. underrated as an actor i like, know she oh she's a swiss swiss army knife is that what they call it swiss, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> where, like, discovering her sexualization, like her sexuality after her son leaves to college. Heidi was watching that one. I think it's an an Apple TV show or an Amazon original, and she basically plays a mom who is an older mom, and her son leaves to college, and she's free in the house, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to start getting sexy," and starts like <laughs> really exploring her sexuality. And so when she showed up in WandaVision, Heidi was like, "I love her," and I was like, "Yeah, but I don't think she'll be masturbating all the time." And then <laughs> You never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I mean, well, and that's the that's the cool thing too is that they're going to be doing all sorts of different styles of like sitcom TV mm -hmm. to the point where they even they're going to get to the point where they're doing like a modern family style television show, which I'm very excited to see. Like, just like beaming the camera. Like, <laughs> like what what are their talking heads going to be? You know? uh -huh. Don't crucify me, but I have personally not been a fan of the formatting. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy for story. You know, I like. I, I like I enjoy these references, even though I didn't really watch these original shows. But it's interesting to see how they're doing their take on them. But I'm in it for the story. I think based on how the last episode ended and with episode four to come, Kathleen, I think episode four will answer a lot of hopefully answer a lot of your questions to, that you have. But I I think they've been. I don't think it's it's interesting to me. It's a weird take for me, honestly. So I shouldn't say that I don't like it. It's just it's a new it's new for me. Okay. Well, it was it was interesting to do the podcast with you, Dave, and even Luke too, because you guys are not to this to, to the uh, part where Kathleen is, where you're you know not knowing exactly what's going on. You guys know stuff, but you don't have the comic knowledge. So it was pretty fun to see your reactions when I was talking about the Easter eggs and some of the nods, because again, some of them weren't caught by you guys either. And if you're not yeah. catching them, you are kind of saying, you know, what's going on here. And I know you were having a problem with, you know, 27 minutes of, you know, 27 minutes of sitcom and two minutes of getting some story for what's going to happen in the MCU. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once, 
episode three happens throughout, you know, throughout that whole episode, you're getting some information. And I was saying from the very start that I thought that once it's all said and done, nine episodes, it's going to be one of the best things Marvel puts out. I just think, you know, with House of M in the background and and just where I would theorize that it's going, I think it's one of the best things that they're going to do. And episode three just kind of proved that for me because, you know, I think a lot of people thought it was by design that episode one and two came out together because if episode one came out and then episode two came out two weeks apart, you know, one week episode one, one week episode two, and it's kind of the same where you're just sitting there with that sitcom and not getting a lot of progression in the story – People might give up, but we got that in one up ep- one week, and now right away, the second week we get episode three, and we're moving forward. And I think uh, episode uh, three was phenomenal. Yeah, the oh first, yeah. The first two uh, episodes, the, you know, we could watch them all in one day, and I felt that it was that they they were peppering us uh, peppering us with hints enough that it was kind of like the same pace that we were getting them mm-hmm. in Lost. It felt very much like the Lost yes. structure of, mm-hmm. of feeding us breadcrumbs. And then episode three, the like it just starts aggressively throwing yep. us hints at what's yes. going on. Yes. So through through the first two episodes, let's think about what our our ideas. The last time we saw Wanda was in um, the last Avengers movie, and mm-hmm. they had successfully taken out Thanos, but she lost Vision in uh, in in the, in the the one prior to that in the, in Avengers. Um, and you know, well, Infinity War, yeah. And you have to ask yourself, did Vision get downloaded successfully into the Wakandan computers and all that stuff? Is Vision mm-hmm. in there anywhere? But ultimately, like, does it matter when when Wanda can just make Vision as in episode three of WandaVision or the end of episode two? It's clear that she's kind of making her own kids. Right. And we knew that it was going to be Tommy and, you know, yep. and we knew the kid. I mean... You knew it was going to be the kids who yeah. are the characters who are later in the comics. Like you knew it was going to be the twins, and I was super excited by that. Yeah, Keep especially it. when they pulled the, the two out, I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah." <laughs> Speed and one's a mage, and it's just like yep. throw it in Wanda. But what I want to ask, and Jim, we could, you know, if you want to answer this, or we'll see. Like, how far do y'all think that this is in Wanda's head? And we have exterior like factors, like sword maybe trying to wake her up we've got jimmy woo on the radio we have the some of the things that start becoming infractions in this fabricated world that may be wanda's fabricated world or a prison made up by perhaps Baron strucker or right. what's left hydra or a new form of hydra so I'm, like, how much of this is wanda's head is vision even there or is she a fabrication like the twins that's that's really funny because we we the vision thing was a huge thing in our last three episodes of the podcast because or i guess technically two episodes because luke and dave i think you were one saying is vision they were saying he's like almost like a non-playable character in a video game is he there like what's the point of us seeing him on the show is he actually being because in the comics she brings quicksilver back to life at one point she has the powers to do whatever she wants to do is vision alive but at the point if you're going to say, is Vision alive? Well, why wouldn't Quicksilver be brought back to life too then if she misses him so much? I don't know if he's supposed to just be a figment of her imag- imagination. Is she just creating this reality? I'm under the impression that I think, you know, she's creating this reality for herself. She's House of M style starting to break. Like House of M, it's more about uh, the twins. And then when Quicksilver dies and she goes, she goes nuts, no more mutants. 
Um, this is, I would say, is more just her breaking down over Vision dying. I mean, we already knew how bad she was feeling when Quicksilver died, and how they had to, they kind of knew to sit her in the in prisoner pretty much because she was having some problems, you know. And then, you know, now Vision and Quicksilver are gone. I don't know. I have, I have a feeling that it's just going to be her. It's it, it looks like a bubble, obviously, like you said. Is it a prison from, and they're all, and stores all surrounding it, trying to get in? Or is it her putting that self-imposed prison? She definitely or, has some kind of control over it, because we already can see that she can control the time. And yep. she just straight up says, no, yep. and we're back. Like, She's I'm a few times in the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that makes me think it's her prison, but then... Exactly sword is trying to wake her up you know monica rambo is in this most recent episode and she gets ejected out of it when mm-hmm. she's a member of sword is sword the villain here and she's or gonna, is it a different villain yeah or is the what's left of hydra a part of this those are the questions um or do we just follow the beekeeper shout out and mm-hmm. say Advanced idea mechanics a part of this. The science. Yeah, we remember that too. Yeah, that's the thing. I think aim is some kind of part of this. I think that I think that's the the shout out with the beekeeper. I think is a big is a big hint in my mind. I Uh, can't wait to see those yellow suits running around. Um, (laughs) No, Marvel slate is moving forward. It seems like one like Wanda is going to break bad after all this stuff. Yeah, it seems like Wanda. She's due for it. I thought is a tragedy of the making and I hope geek, I hope that Geekscapists and Marvel fans are ready to see Wanda kind of lose it as we go into Doctor Strange 2 and the multiverse starts breaking up and affecting like the third Spider-Man movie and Ant-Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp. It's, Wanda I, might be the villain. Yeah, and I thought it was really important in episode 3 to see her face when she's talking to Geraldine and how she's actually mad. You know, she's, when Ultron gets brought up and she's saying, what are you talking about? She's not surprised. She gets mm-hmm. mad at her and she throws her out of her reality. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm thinking, you know, phase four mm-hmm. bad guy, you know, might be happening here. Yeah. So what I was confused about is if Geraldine works for sword, why would she just break that wall and bring up Quicksilver or Pietro and Ultron? Well, it's, it's weird because you, you, yeah, like we were talking about, it seems like at times she doesn't know that she's Monica Rambeau and it seems like she's part of the reality and she, and, and, um, Scarlet Witch has her under her spell or whatever you want to say. And then other times she kind of like breaks out of that and she's normal again, because sometimes she's saying like, even in episode two, she's like, I don't know how I got here. I don't know, you know, what's going on. The neighbors do that as well. Yeah, exactly. I was also going to make that comment too about the neighbors this episode with Vision because yes. So with us saying that Vision's a figment of the imagination, why were the sword characters or the neighbors at least so against explaining to him as well as Wanda about the whole situation? Like, does his narrative even matter if he's a fabrication? Exactly. Exactly. Because it might be a piece of her own understanding of what she's going through at the moment. So if they break her even further, even one of her fabrications, they might set off her insanity. Uh, But I'm all on board with you guys and the fact that I think all this is built up for Wanda to just crack and just have a Scarlet Witch versus the MCU universe kind of thing (laughs) going on. I I believe that the young, you're going to start seeing the young actors age. uh, Yes. I see the twins uh, as young kids. 
Mm. Uh, I believe some of those actors are in Doctor Strange too. Ooh. It's in the comics. Yeah, in the Can't comics, wait. he helped raise them, right? So that makes sense. Like Doctor you said, Strange. Jimmy, like you said, Jimmy, this is going to be the bridge to connect everything, and it's going to be so good when we finally get that. You know, Sony and uh, Disney kind of clash. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't. Just, can't, I mean, I can't. I mean, these are rumors, but uh, having those actors cast in Doctor Strange too means that Wanda is a big problem. In, in oh Doctor yeah. Strange. And who else to deal with this but the Doctor? You know what I mean? And yeah. Uh, and the fact that Sam Raimi is directing that movie and he's one of my filmmaking heroes. Mm-hmm. Massive geek. I cannot wait. <laughs> see what his brain it's does gonna be so good yeah. that franchise and then obviously we've got the awakening of kang over in the ant-man uh third ant-man film the ant-man of the wasp uh film deals with the multiverse as well and i thought that, he's gonna I be thought, a big yeah role. i thought kang was going to be an, a natural extension of the avengers going timey-wimey and start jumping around the the timeline and i was like y'all are gonna wake in the, y'all are gonna wake up kang like yeah stop. he's coming <laughs> The time stuff. I don't see how Captain America, like Geekscapers, you've heard me rail on the ending of Cap. (laughs) How Cap went back in time to be with Peggy Carter, knowing there's a version of him still frozen in ice in that timeline. And he's like, shh, don't. (laughs) Why did I not even think about that? Oh my God. I think this is what happened. All right. Let me tell you guys this because I've thought about it a lot because I don't think about it. Uh, this is what happened. Steve Rogers was like, I got to go back and be with Peggy. He went right. back. He realized, oh, my God, there's a version of me still uh, frozen in ice. And he's like, hey, Peggy, I'm going to go away for the weekend and do some uh, work there uh, with uh, Happy Hogan. He recruits Happy Hogan. to. Uh, he's like, Happy, can you keep a secret? I think Hydra made a clone of me. They go and they find Steve in the ice and feed him to polar bears. I think that's what <laughs> is, is that You got to dispose of him somehow. Listen, he got a cock block himself, right? Yeah. Like he, yeah. He Steve waking up and being all young and handsome still. Right. He's all old and he's like, yo, Peggy, what's up? Like, like he, <laughs> Captain America totally went back in time, not just to bang Peggy, but to feed himself <laughs> polar bears to cover his tracks. I, it's that's the only way, the, it's the only way it works. That's and then the we, have, we have the that. rumors that Chris Evans is coming back. You know, I, I want him to be a scroll. I think that's all we need. Just do the scroll thing just because I don't need any more Captain America after that, you know. The, the end of his story. So after he went and murdered himself in a timeline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> King comes back and is like, did you just feed yourself to... Yeah. You gotta cut that timeline off. <laughs> I, think, like, I think I know what the hell he was talking yeah. about. That nerd who runs the network. Uh, <laughs> Can't have At a least- Hydra yeah, it, it did get very comic book talk, and uh, and you know the MCU movies. I think you you got to start treating them as TV shows at this point. Like they are just episodes at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I look forward to it. There is a rumor that you know I think that that there was a rumor that got uh, floated by I think Variety or one of the big Hollywood publications that we are not done delaying films here in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. Black Widow might be the next one that shifts from May to a little bit later when we all have our vaccines and stuff and can go back to theaters. Disney does not want to lose money on that thing. They yeah. don't want to have a situation like that. Yeah. People yeah. are thinking maybe Spider-Man as well because Morbius was already delayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's a fun time to be a geek. Uh, mm-hmm. We're all going to be stuck at home for a little bit longer and watching Kong versus Godzilla and all that stuff <laughs> content. And as I've said on the show, I do believe that 
we love theaters. I know that y'all have binge town TV and that y'all are made for the quarantine, but <laughs> I love sitting in a theater with my popcorn. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love it. And I agree. Ultimately, that is a real estate business, and theaters have that overhead of being on, you know, and have having theaters. And for them to survive, I think theaters are going to have to reprogram a lot of the stuff that's been coming out well into 2023. We're going to have to start seeing Tenet and Wonder Woman 84 and Kong versus Godzilla and that kind of stuff be re-released, even as limited week-long, two, three-week-long engagements in theaters just to get butts and seats guaranteed every weekend so that theaters can recoup the losses that they're experiencing right now. They are just bleeding and hemorrhaging money. And uh, I think for indie filmmakers like myself, it's going to be really hard to get those screens for my own films. But I've also seen a lot of great stuff on TV recently, like One Night in Miami, and a lot of the streaming stuff is really good as far as film goes. So it's just a great time to be a geek, whether you're at home or hopefully very soon back in the theater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, my friends, my binge TVers, <laughs> I think I had a name for you. I had a nickname for you like I did with Matt Kelly. Um, but we'll get oh, to no. that. Our binge bitches. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> What do y'all call each other? Like we call ourselves Geekscape. Binge what... townies, townies, right? Townies. Yeah. I like that a lot better than my. <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> you know what? If binge we're gonna purge, let's go purge and binge town. Yeah, there you go. I'm ready. Your boy's let's ready. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Let's start a gang. Who runs yeah. binge town? Who runs binge town? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be in your gang because I don't want to hear your kill your kill slogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do that he's marked himself safe <laughs> <laughs> uh geekscaper subscribe to the binge tv podcast again it's anywhere Ooh. that you can uh this podcast or any other your favorite podcast like we got them on the apple podcast we got them on the spotify's we got them everywhere and we got more geekscape content coming on the network uh we got some fun stuff happening like our speed dating event february 13th matt kelly's gonna be a part of it <laughs> He's going to have fun. And uh, all you got to do is you got to download Filter Off. It's a computer. It's like an app on your phone and it's a video speed dating app. Uh, it's fun. And uh, play with it because uh, as the ad said at the head of the show, uh, we have that event on February 13th. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think we're going to start promoting it a little bit more online on our Facebooks and stuff like that. Cause we have Facebooks. You can join the Geekscape Facebook page. You can join our Twitter. You can hang out with us on Instagram. And I know that the binge townies, have that mm-hmm. stuff as well. Where can we find Bingetown online? At Bingetown TV on all social media and BingetownTV.com. I love them so much. Yeah. Aren't they cute? <laughs> <laughs> get younger, I stay the same age. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't like that. Yeah, they do. That's the worst yes, kill. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> didn't come out right as well. I meant the content creators. I'm going to get hit by a bus one day, and I'm glad that people continue. Granted, it'll be not Kelly, but we'll find out. It's fine. It's all good. That's, that's a great job, and I'm excited for some more shows to be coming to you. But if you're a TV lover, this is the place right here, Bingetown TV. Awesome. Changers, beaches. Uh, <laughs> Katie, anything to add? Watch Binge Town, watch it, uh, and listen to it mostly. No, I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I'm so sorry. Watch WandaVision, it's so addicting. And I'm gonna watch The Magicians now. Captain's yes. endorsement yeah. really got me onto it. Awesome. You had me, in, it's like Harry Potter, but they bang. Yes. Uh, <laughs> really. Oh my gosh, is it just like fanfic, Harry Potter fanfic? 
Mm. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Smart, smart fanfic. It's, it's really I like good. Style. I like your style. <laughs> uh, I trust you, Binge Townies. I trust you. Uh, Geekscape, that's all we got for you uh, for Katie and the Binge Townies. This is Geekscape, uh, Geekscape Forever, over and out. I love you. And, uh, Thank you so much for having us. Thank Thanks you for having us. Thank Any you. Time, we're a family. <laughs> coming for me. I made too many purge jokes. Y'all hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Give us I your kill. I didn't mean it. All right. Murder right. Hornets. Murder Hornets. I'll be back. Pace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.